This is the Own It Show, where we tell stories of how everyday people made ownership theirs to create extraordinary success. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Own It Show. I'm Justin. And I'm Elise. Welcome to the show. And guys, I know often we talk about how, as men specifically, we can settle into our getting out of our own way. And so often we just stay in our own way. And the the issues that uh, male entrepreneurs come up with versus female entrepreneurs is different. There's different struggles. Um, it, it's unique when it comes to things that as, as a male, we think we need to live up to or things that we need to kind of uh, step up with and, and things that ultimately impact us within the rest of our life. And if you're a male out there, you know what I'm talking about. If you're a female out there, you also know what I'm talking about. And so today we're bringing on somebody who uh, actually works with males in helping them get out of their own way and changing their outcomes. And it's it's unique that we're having this conversation because, uh, quite frankly, the conversation would have been a little bit different had I hit the record button because this is uh, take two with Todd. But we're going to go a little bit of a different direction um, and give you guys some tangible takeaways, especially males and what you can do to get out of your own way and ultimately realize that potential that exists inside you. So Todd, it is a pleasure to have you on. And uh, I thank you so much for a, your grace and and two, your patience in uh, coming back on to be able to uh, get this one under recording. Well, dude, you're so welcome. And I figured if you needed some smacking around, you have somebody right there who could do it for me. <laughs> yeah, she no, did, really... did send me a couple proverbial elbows to the ribs after. And uh, it was uh, it, it was OK. It's it's happened to the best of us. And um, like I said, at the end of it is there was a reason that wasn't supposed to go out. And it's just because today's yeah. episode is just going to be that much better. Well, that's because we're going to pretend we're live and there's no there's no more takes to be had. Yeah, right. <laughs> that is true. We don't have an option. All right. So, uh, you know, so I worked, so I worked in radio for many, many years and we did many live um, fundraisers on the air and we, we never could go on a second take. Whatever came out of your mouth is what was going to stay. And, uh, you know, you guys have got a lot of experience in front of cameras and microphones and, 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 and live groups, uh, coaching and speaking. And, and the same is true for me. So I already know that our audience is going to uh, benefit from everything we share because what we're going to share is going to come from our heart and our life experience. And we only have one goal in mind right? And that is to give you some sort of takeaway that you can actually put into practice that can make you a better person and allow you to function better in what you do in life. Todd, I I, want to, it's a great segue to what we were going to discuss, but I want to understand how you've been able to ultimately live this life that is so authentic and something that uh, you've allowed yourself grace and you've allowed uh, you to get out of your own way to realize the success that you've uh, continued to find today. And now something that you give to other people, you, you help other men jam, get through those jams in their life. And so I, I'd love to kind of get your take and understanding on what you had to go through in order to give yourself that grace, but then how you've been able mm-hmm. to now parlay that over into the education that you provide to other men. Yeah, well, does anybody get anywhere without any kind of a struggle, right? Uh, we, we have to sort of fight our way <clears throat> to the top so many times uh, in terms of 
every aspect of life, whether that's in relationships or in our in our work or our finances or whatever it is, it, it, it oftentimes just requires a struggle that we've got to go through to get to the other side to learn enough lessons to be able to to own what we did right and what we did wrong and what we won't do next time. And so for me, I uh, I just I'll go way back to the beginning. I had a wonderful childhood uh, with a great family, two brothers, two sisters. Uh, grew up in a in in the Catholic Church, and honestly, for the first years of my life, uh, I really thought I was going to be a priest. <laughs> you didn't know that, I'll bet. <laughs> From the fourth grade to the eighth grade, like all I thought about was becoming a priest in life. And <clears throat> my whole reason was I just want to get close to God, and I figured that would be the way to do it. So I uh, had committed to going to the priesthood until. I was in the ninth grade and I decided, you know, I just want to try high school in my hometown for just a couple of years because back then you typically went right into seminary. And uh, I had priests and nuns counseling me and saying, no, you can't do that. You'll never end up in the priesthood. That No, no, it'll be fine. So, you know, sure enough, I get into high school and within like a year, the furthest thing from my mind was the priesthood, right? I mean, it was girls and parties and athletics and all these things that, that just swept me away for about 10 years. And that included a, a marriage at a very early age, being a dad at age 20 um, and realizing that, um, that I was not doing very well in controlling the circumstances of my life to be what I thought would be a success. In fact, it was completely the opposite. I mean, I was a really immature, lousy husband that was just living for me. I had a huge ego, monstrous amount of arrogance which I thought was just confidence in order that I could be able to get through life successfully. And the, and the reality was uh, just to kind of get back to the main place you want to go, Justin, and that is that my, my ego is what stood in my way. Um, I, I couldn't really control things like I thought I could or should or wanted to. And consequently, the more ego I had, the less I realized I, the more mistakes I was making and my wife suffered the worst from it. And, found another man to fall in love with and leave the marriage. And that was my wake-up call. I I just, I hit the ground. Uh, I had to come to a, a place of honest confession about who I really was uh, compared to who I thought I wanted to be. And uh, honestly, I won't go into all the details, but God just got a hold of me. I had a very, um, a very sort of dramatic spiritual experience where I literally acknowledged just the sinfulness that I was living in my life and my rebellion against God and my thinking that I could be in control of everything. I was really my own God. And when I, when I discovered the reality of who God made to be, to be and how loving he, he is and how forgiving he was, uh, that's what began to change my life. And it set me out on a journey um, where I could literally look in the mirror and look back and like what I saw uh, for the first time in my life. Uh, I could see that God made this man that you're looking at uh, to be something completely different than what he thought he was going to be. And that was just purely simply, God, you've given me certain gifts and talents. How, how can I best use them without being so self-centered and internally focused? And he gave me an opportunity to begin to, to reach out and help others. And that started a you know, marvelous journey. It's been going on for the last 20 years ago. Was that about 45 years? What a powerful story. Thank you so much for sharing that with us, Todd, um, and for your vulnerability, because, you know, anybody who's been through something like that, or, you know, what we call that crux, that moment between living in pre-ownership to, to living in ownership, oftentimes a big event like that happens um, to create a big shift like that. Um, and so thank you for sharing yours with us. 
what I'm curious to understand, and I'm sure our listeners want to want to hear more about is what does it look like now that you are living in that ownership mindset? What what are some tangible things that you do to, to, to keep yourself there and to really live in alignment with that? I love that ownership concept. I really do. Because at the very beginning of this, when I was looking in the mirror, the, the first the first time I was looking in the mirror, it was like, yeah, you are the guy that created all those problems. Not everybody around you. You're not the victim. You're the you're the cause. Mm-hmm. And then after uh, you know this this conversion experience and being able to look in the mirror and realize that I that I you know I actually loved me and God made me for a very specific reason. It, it allowed me to take responsibility, which was not a bad thing. It was a really good thing. And a lot of times today, uh, Elise and Justin, I think people avoid taking responsibility. They don't want to own their stuff. It's much easier. We think it's much easier to just sort of point the finger at a whole bunch of different things from, you know, my childhood experiences to the trauma I had, being bullied in school, to whatever it might be. And while those are all legitimate, hard things that came upon us, it never offers us an excuse to go run the other direction and escape taking responsibility for what we can. And so from from that point on, I really enjoyed taking responsibility. And God gave me an opportunity to to have a business. And I believe me, I never thought I was going to go into business. I thought I was going to be in, like I said, either a priest or an entertainer. I thought I'd be in Hollywood receiving an Academy Award. But God put me into a really unique position to, to start a business that that helps serve Christian radio stations around the country and other humanitarian organizations. And uh, I, I mean, I, was, I wasn't reading business books or figuring out how to, it, it was just happening. And it was happening because there was a need out there among ministries who didn't know how to ask people for money in a way that made sense for them. Mm-hmm. And myself and a team that I put together started to figure it out. And we, we love being able to take responsibility, uh, not only for what we were doing, but to help the ministries that we were working with to take responsibility for serving their clientele and their donor base the best they could. So from that day forward, um, I love being able to own what God puts in front of us. Um, that business of mine was such a sheer delight, even though we had, we had struggles and, uh, you know, meeting payroll, all that stuff that businesses go through. Um, I discovered that the more I modeled ownership, the more my team started to own it. In fact, Many of them would tell you this day that they they felt like literally owners of the company, not just employees or, or workers or staff or a team. Yeah, we were a team, but we all felt like we were owners because we took pride in taking responsibility for the things God entrusted to us to be able to give to others. It's unique what you talked about, because I always say we should do hard things on purpose. And when we do hard things on purpose, it's like anything, it's a learned skill. It's a learned skill of how to get through those difficult times, get through those difficult things and make sure that we can actually do it, do it well. And as you said, you fell in love with it. You became something that you liked taking responsibility and leaning into it. And so whether that is, um, uh, a difficult workout, whether that is uh, uh, t- telling the truth, whether that is um, uh, identifying your morals and your true core values, any of these things that are hard, doing them on purpose, leaning into these hard things, a cold shower, whatever it may be, yeah. it curates your mind to understand that, hey, hard is okay. And you have to choose your heart because mm. Being rich, being poor, they're both hard. <laughs> being um, uh, being in business or being in business for somebody else is hard. 
uh, it, it, all that you just have to literally choose your heart. And when you do that and approach it with that mindset, it allows you to thrive in that type of environment. Yeah, I I love the way you put that. I really do because, and especially as I work with young men today, doing something hard is really difficult within this culture and the the the, the cushy lifestyle we really all have. I've, we we took lots of radio teams. Um, you know, internationally to third world countries, and they would come back completely traumatized by by what real poverty is all about, what hard conditions are all about. But I'm I'm afraid that in today's world here in America, we are so soft that as soon as something hard comes our way, we want to run from it or somehow just just escape having to face going through a challenging, difficult thing that I really don't want to. And I mean, I'll I'll put it this way too: in, for those of you who are married or, or are going to get married. Um, you will absolutely face something very, very hard in your marriage. And when I say that, I mean, guys, especially, you know, God just says that we ought to give ourselves so completely to our wives that we literally ought to like Christ die for her. <laughs> well, I don't know many guys who sign up for that deal when they get married. Well, I mean, I'm going to get married so I can offer my life for you, my dear. Generally, it's what are you going to give me and uh, how am I going to get out of that? How am I going to get from you what I feel like I need? Because I don't want to face the hard thing. And while there are things within a marriage where it requires sacrifice and hard things to do, man, the payback is unbelievable because you do the hard thing loving somebody at a particular point where they're not so lovable and you are going to get so much love in return. It's very reciprocal. And the same thing is no matter what it is, Justin, like facing a hard workout or taking a cold plunge, there's always a benefit on the other side. We've just got to keep the focus beyond the immediate pain or hardship. Those are really powerful words to, to hear is that it is, you know, when you're able to zoom out and say, this is just what I'm experiencing in this moment in time. And it's it's meant to, you know, grow me or stretch me in this way. But ultimately there's something larger, there's something larger at play. Right. And so being able to see that and being able to be present in that in that moment is key. hundred mm, percent. And it, every single day, I really believe this, every single one of us are going to have some kind of an opportunity to be tested and to see what we're really made out of. I and, love you know, that. Somebody, I, I was just going to say, I love that uh, connotation of like th- that we're going to be shaped and, and ultimately figure out what we are going to become because at its core, there's there's two examples I always give. Like at its core, God has given each and every one of us a gift to be world class at. Every single person has something that they're world class at. I don't care if you're an artist or a uh, a banker or an entrepreneur or an athlete. Every single person has a God given gift that is world class, and the pursuit of that is what we call life. The pursuit of finding out what that is is life, and so often we give up on that or we deviate on something that is safe or we deviate to something that is comfortable because that's what we feel good in, not because that's what we were meant for. And there was, uh, if you go back to like uh, Michelangelo, when um, he was uh, creating um, David and you looked at it and somebody's like, how did you create David, this massive, this beautiful sculpture out of this piece of marble? And he goes, David was always inside. I just had to chip away everything that wasn't David. And that's what we have to do with ourselves is we have to ultimately chip away at everything that is not us. Chip away at everything that is going to help us to create 
what isn't us. Yeah, I love the Michelangelo illustration, by the way. And you're saying David was always there. <laughs> he just needed to. Yeah, you just need to chip away everything that wasn't David. And when and the same thing comes with us is the pursuit of figuring out what our true God-given talent is, what our true purpose is, is that pursuit. Because once we find it, we think that that's just the top of the pyramid. But no, it's just another step in the journey to continue to manifest what it truly is that deeper purpose. Because it whatever comes out first is not the end goal. Mm. You know, I um you are so right in what you're saying, and I can receive that, and I think a lot of us can receive that. But but some struggle in that. Okay, I don't know, you know, what my best gifts are, what God put inside of me to pull out of me, and I don't I don't know how to go about it. And I, I think that's where I mean, I, that's why I get excited now, shifting over to spending most of my time just mentoring and coaching men uh, who are struggling to find out, like what what on earth am I here for, and how can I best use what I think I have, and the reality is. Justin, I'm sure you found this out in your own life and Elise, that if we don't have certain people around us to help pull those gifts out, I'm talking about starting with parents. Like when you guys have kids, the first thing you're going to recognize is some of the extraordinary gifts and talents that God has put inside of them are going to help the culture cultivate those and draw those out. But it's never too late for that. I mean, I, you know, I'm at a much older stage now and I still feel like God is revealing new things to me. And with the help of friends and mentors and coaches and family, I'm still able to be challenged and to be encouraged in those things and supported. And so I just, I just want to say, if you're, if you're struggling with that and you're not quite sure, you know, where to even start, I mean, get yourself a group of some kind that can support you, encourage you, help draw those things out, challenge you, help you go through the hard, the hard stuff. Like we've had a men's group, we've been together 35 years. We've been through all kinds of hell together and all kinds of incredible victories together. But I'm telling you, any one of us take a bullet for somebody else. We, we've become so bonded and we, we are, are able to encourage and support each other and bring the best out of each other. That's, that's so amazing. And you're, you're so right. I mean, I have a, a group of friends who I've known since I was you know, 10 years old and we've been through life together. Right. And it's one of those things that it creates intimacy beyond what you would have ever known when you spend that type of, of time with somebody and, and grow in your life while somebody's just standing there by being able to witness it all. So that is, that is a powerful thing The the amazing nature of good friendships yeah. and good support. But Todd, when you're working with men and and kind of garnering them along and mentoring them what's what is some of the common themes that you're starting to see that um is holding them back from realizing those potentials yeah well i I think the first one is the one that we kind of started off with and that is they don't know how to do the hard thing because they've been so um so enabled in so many ways without even knowing they've been enabled and so consequently when the hard stuff hits they 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 typically make excuses or they run from it, or they get confused and sort of like a deer in the headlights, just paralyzed. Like, I don't know what to do with this. So I, I found the first thing, just like your, your sharing is identify the hard thing and then embrace it. <laughs> That's a weird concept for a lot of people. You mean, I'm supposed to embrace this thing that is creating such you know havoc in my life? The answer is yes, 100% you embrace it because you're going to learn so much as you wrestle this thing down to the ground. And the second thing I found out about what, what men need most, and that is that they think they got to do it all on their own. And I just encourage them that number one, you've got 
a creator who made you and knows you so well. He knows exactly how you're able to handle things, and he's able to actually equip you to handle things. So the second thing we really work on is, you know, we identify what's going on in your life and learning to do the hard thing and take ownership for it. And number two, making certain that God is in the center of that. So, I mean, we get pretty heavy into learning how to develop an intimate relationship with your creator. Uh, And I've found that that really begins to magnify inside of men what they believe their potential really is. And that they start to accept the fact that I actually am here for a reason. That I really can do something to live out this purpose for my life that will make a difference for me and for others. And that begins to charge them and motivate them. And then the third thing I found that that men need most <laughs> that is help. How to ask for help. Like we guys just don't, we got such unbelievably stubborn egos and at least I don't know how many of you women face this problem, but like, we just hate to ask for help. And I've found that when guys get a little vulnerable, a little honest and say, you know, I can't, I haven't got it figured out. I guess I had to get some help. When they move that direction, it's so, it's so amazing to watch how quickly things begin to accelerate because they're willing to actually admit, I don't know everything. I can't control everything. And they just, they ignore that insecurity of, is there enough of me to really make this happen? Well, probably not. So if not, take advantage of the relationship with God and the relationship with others who can help you through this thing. Well, thank you very much for sharing that. And I'm sure there's so many of our listeners right now who resonate with that and who can really benefit from that advice. So Todd, one of my favorite questions is in a word or a phrase from somebody who so clearly lives in ownership, what would you say is your definition of ownership? Well, I'm going, to, I'm going to use two things. One is, uh, I think God gave me this quite a while back when, when I just had to go through some really tough times. And it was either uh, either you're going to get through it or you're going to give up. What are you going to do? And God get, kept giving me pictures of four-wheel drive vehicles. <laughs> I thought, yeah, I'm four-wheel drive. I'm going to shift it into four-wheel drive. And I want to keep, I'm going to go through this thing, over this thing, around it, but I'm getting through it. And so in reality, for me, uh, the only reason that I can do that is because I do, I own the fact that God made me, he's given me a a tremendous potential that I want to live out so that I can honor him and help others. And it's just that simple for me, that's taken responsibility of what he's given and there's tremendous fulfillment in that. Ownership is living out your God-given potential. I love that. I, when, where can people find you, Todd? Where can people reach out? And because yeah. I'm sure a lot of what we've talked about today has resonated with some people and they're like, man, I, I, the, I think the hardest part in doing what you talked about here and not doing it alone and being able to ask for help is not knowing where to turn and ask for help. And so yeah. I, I really implore you guys to reach out to somebody like Todd, somebody who has that similar moral compass, somebody who has those core values that are aligned with you. And if, if what we've been talking about has resonated, reach out to Todd because they can literally help pull you along and help bring you along in your journey. And so you don't have to do it alone. So Todd, where can, where can people find you and and seek you out? Yeah. Come on over to my website, toddisburner.com. It's I-S-B-E-R. N-E-R, toddisburner.com. And I got a couple of free resources on there. Wrote a book. Uh, I guess I'll hold it up for those who might look at YouTube. It's called What Every Man Needs to Know, uh, How to Master Your Faith, Your Family, Your Fitness, and Your Finances. And that's actually available on Amazon in all different formats. 
so that's kind of a shortcut, uh, but you still got to have help. You got to have support, a coach, a group, something. And I really encourage you, don't, don't go it alone because you're going to slow the whole process down if you try to do everything on your own. So true. And everybody out there, men, women, we have to do things on purpose and we have to do hard things on purpose. And when we lean into that, we start to accustom our minds and our bodies to what we're going to expect. Life is hard. Good things are hard. Tough things are hard. And we get to choose our heart. That is the unique part about this. And we each have a God-given talent and a God-given gift that we are meant to be world-class at. And the only way to bring that out is by doing hard things, chipping away at everything that is not us. And we have to be able to understand that there's certain processes that we can go through. And, And when we go through this, We have to get clear on what the issue is, get clear on what we have to overcome in order to continue to keep leaning into this and understand that things happen for us and not to us. Secondly, making sure we don't do it alone. If we go at it alone, it sometimes feels like we're a lone warrior out there and it can be really lonely and it can get tough. And so that leads to number three, which is don't be afraid to ask for help. Being able to reach out and seek out somebody like Todd who has this expertise, has this network, has this this ability to support you through everything so that you can ultimately realize that potential, not just understand that the potential exists, but truly realize it and experience that in real life. And so with that, guys, we know that success is different. So you have to lean in and own your different. And we'll see you next week. 